Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. We all want to know, what's going on in the world of audio description these days? The American Council of the Blind's Audio Description Project's very own Joel Snyder is here to tell us. Welcome back to the show, Joel. Thank you, Brian. It's always great to be with you on Speaking Out for the Blind. Fantastic having you here, too. So tell us all about yourself and what you do for ACB's Audio Description Project. Oh, my goodness. Well, I've been uh, working with audio description since its beginnings, actually, in the um, United States. It, it was, uh, United States is the home for the very first audio description service, ongoing service that was developed in 1981, perhaps uh, before some of your listeners were born, perhaps. I don't know. It just shows you how old I am. Almost 40 years ago, um, here in Washington, D.C., by the, um, the Washington Ear and Margaret Fanshteel. Uh, the Ear is a radio reading service. And so uh, um, we developed the first service uh, uh, as a result of a, a, a committee at Arena Stage here in Washington, D.C. So it began with performing arts. And I've been working with it ever since then. It, it just took a few years before it began to pop up on public broadcasting. Um, I was thrilled to be able to write and voice three of the very first television programs that came out with audio description, and then went on from there. And uh, as I'm sure your listeners know, the um, uh, ultimately uh, the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act was signed, and so now we have a, a, a limited, but it is a mandate nonetheless for audio description on broadcast television. Um, and uh, it, it, I'll tell you something else is that I, I don't think that mandate would have happened, and I don't think we'd be anywhere near where we are with the advances in audio description without the American Council of the Blind. And um, about 10 years ago, uh, I proposed to ACB the idea of, of uh, something that would promote description on a regular basis, maybe do some special events with description, have other kinds of initiatives, and the Audio Description Project was born. So I'm still its director, and um, I want to be sure that your listeners hear this a couple of times. Our website address is acb.org slash ADP for Audio Description Project. You'll find more information there about audio description really than anywhere in the world. We get a lot of uh, bravos about the, uh, the website, but you'll also learn about all kinds of other uh, programs that we have uh, uh, as part of the audio description project. What's audio description, though? Oh, my goodness. Well, there you go. You know, when you've been working with it as long as, as I have, you forget that sometimes it's it's really quite underknown. So that's a very apt question, uh, uh, Brian. Audio description is a, a narrative technique. Uh, I think of it as a translation of visual images to words. The title of my book on audio description is The Visual Made Verbal. We use words to convey visual images that are not accessible to people who are blind or people who have low vision. Uh, For instance, on a television show, we use 
or a, a, a theater event, as we did back in 1981, we use the pauses between bits and pieces of dialogue or between critical sound elements to insert just a, a brief, succinct description of what's happening to help people understand and appreciate the visual image that's there. Um, and and it's, in a nutshell, that's really what audio description is, and it has taken off now. Um, it's uh, readily available in some, oh, 60, 70 countries around the world. That makes sense. Can you give us an example of audio description for our listeners? I understand that you have a scene from the movie Star Wars. Yes, yes. Well, in fact, uh, Empire Strikes Back, which, um, oh, if I'm not mistaken, was that the first or the second in the series? But um, many years ago, when it was first broadcast on uh, television, I believe it was on Fox, uh, I was asked to write description for it and um, voice it as well. And it, um, it, um, I, from all that we heard, of course, it, it really brought the images to light, if you will. Uh, so what I have for you is just a one-minute excerpt from early in the film uh, without the description. You just listen to it. There are a few grunts and groans, some sound effects, some music. A little hard to understand what's going on. And then uh, the second minute, uh, the second uh, clip is that same one minute, but with audio description. And I think that should give your listeners a, a good sense of what audio description can do. Let's first listen to the clip of Star Wars without audio description. I don't think any blind or visually impaired person could understand the action of that clip. Let's listen to the clip with audio description. He stretches his hand toward the weapon's handle. It wobbles slightly. He closes his eyes, reaches out again. It moves a bit more. rises and lumbers toward him. The weapon leaps into his hand and a long smooth shaft of light glows from its tip. He frees his feet and drops down then slashes out at the beast, severing its arm. He runs out of the cave into the storm, scrambling up a ridge and tumbling down the far side, a tiny figure struggling through the snow. Wow, I understand that action completely. 
And I also understand that audio description is written before it's voiced. How do people write audio description and read it and record it for the big visually impaired audience? Yes, uh, that's a great question. Um, for media, especially, um, audio description is always, well, I will say virtually always written out in advance and very carefully plotted out. I say almost always because um, I do extemporaneous description at times for live uh, broadcasts. Um, the last three inaugurals, uh, presidential inaugurals, uh, I did the description um, uh, through the audio description project uh, for ABC television. Uh, that kind of thing you can't write out. Uh, traditionally, for performing arts, there isn't so so often a script. Although, if if um, the describer has the time and the the uh, wherewithal, the circumstances that allow him or her to work with a cast, it's very possible to develop a script that's used. Really think about the words uh, that will be employed and have that script available um, to go from. Not that you're going to be reading a script every performance you describe. I sometimes say you have half an eye on the script and one and a half eyes on the stage because anything can happen. It's live theater, you know. So um, you need to be ready for that. But I do think that the best description, generally speaking, is description that's thought through carefully and uh, planned as far as possible in advance. Now, isn't there some sort of training to become audio describers? Aren't there classes out there? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked, Brian, because um, the Audio Description Project has made it its business. One of its uh, programs that I uh, alluded to earlier is the Audio Description Institute. Twice a year, we sponsor uh, three days of very intensive training in how to do audio description. What is it all about? And and first and foremost, we, fo we focus on the consumer of audio description and um, what that's about and what their needs are. Uh, this coming, uh, let's see, in just a little bit, just about a month, I should say, in a little bit over a month, July 10 through 12, we'll do uh, the next Audio Description Institute in conjunction with ACB's, uh, um, uh, the ACB's annual convention and conference in Rochester, New York. And then um, in the winter, in late February every year, we do the same kind of institute uh, for three days in the Washington, D.C. area. That's usually right around the time of ACB's mid-year meeting. Um, it's three very full, very intensive days. Um, and I think people come out of it knowing, you know, they've got the stuff or they don't quite have the stuff or they need some more training or practice. Um, it, it's It's been really quite a successful program of the Audio Description Project. I think we're on our 16th or 17th Institute now. And, uh, and then through my own company, I do trainings all around the world. I just came back from Indianapolis, where I was working with the Indiana Repertory Theater. And um, I'll be doing some workshops a little later this month in uh, Sweden and Estonia and, um, and such uh, throughout the, the rest of the year. Last time you were on this program, we were talking about a proposal for a certification for audio describers. That's Tell right. About this, that certification, and if there are any new developments here. Well, nothing terribly new to uh, report, Brian. I'm glad you asked, though, because it's a, it's a long process. Uh, we're working with um, 
an organization by, with the acronym ACVREP, the Academy for Certification of Vision and Rehabilitation Education Professionals. That's a, a mouthful. But that's an organization that has a lot of experience in certifying folks who work with the population of people who are blind, orientation, mobility, people, others. Um, they've agreed to work with the American Council of the Blind and others to develop a certification program for describers and for people who are blind who are no description and can actually find work as audio description consultants. We're just at the beginning of the process, and um, it'll probably be, oh golly, at least a year, maybe two, before we can actually announce a certification process. And I'm sure I'll join you uh, one or two more times before then and, and keep your your listeners updated on that. Wonderful. How do our listeners access audio description? Is there any cost? Well, no, there's never a cost for audio description. And accessing it, of course, is a little different uh, given the format or the genre or where, where you are in the country even. Um, most people are interested in description for television shows. Um, and again, we have our our 21st Century's Communications and Video Accessibility Act, which mandates right now it's about seven hours per week for each of nine broadcasters. Again, and on our website, if you click on the TV page from the homepage of acb.org slash ADP, you can actually be taken to a calendar of what shows are out there that are described. You can also find information on exactly how to turn it on. It's broadcast on a secondary audio channel. And with um, with t- most televisions, unfortunately, most televisions, it's a visual menu that has to guide you through the process of selecting the SAP, secondary audio program channel, which has the audio description. If you have a, if you're a Comcast sur- subscriber and a few other cable providers, they have talking remotes. Um, and, and so it's a lot easier. But on the website, on our website, again, there's instruction there on how to access the description for television. In the movie theater, it's different because um, it's a whole different ball game, really. And uh, you can also find on our website the movie theaters that offer description. And most all of them do now. Most all commercial films that come out these days has an, aud- an audio description track. The movie theater will offer you, you ask for it, of course, and they'll offer you a headset that should be set for audio description. Hopefully its batteries have been charged and you'll be able to use that headset to hear the description right along with the movie audio right there in the movie theater. Um, Not too, well, right now even, um, it is possible to go to a website called ActiView, A-C-T-I-V-I-E-W dot C-O, and ActiView allows you to download their app and the audio description track for selected movies. That way you can use your own smartphone to listen to the audio description right there in the movie theater. And I, I think that's the future of description um, for, for, um, for movies especially, but you can even use it uh, for a DVD you're listening to at home conceivably. So I think that's um, the future of audio description. There won't be so much emphasis on getting the, equipment from the movie theater. Um, in performing arts, it's the same kind of thing. You, you, re- you get a, usually a very small 
handheld FM receiver. You can use your own earbud if you want and hear description that's being voiced live throughout the performance. Museums use a similar kind of system as well. Um, either they give you a, an audio tour player uh, through which you can access a recorded audio tour um, or it's downloadable to your own smartphone. Some museums train their docents so that they can give audio described tours essentially. They know how to use language in such a way that it makes the uh, exhibits in the museum more accessible to people who are blind and really for anybody, I think. Let's talk about a couple of new audio description newsmakers. Sure. Their names are Roy Samuelson and Han. Oh, yeah. Who's Han Ying? Han Ying. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you're referring to a lovely woman, a blind woman who is in Shanghai, in China. And yeah, and we have a feature article about her on our homepage, uh, the Audio Description Project homepage. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting her um, on a couple of occasions, um, and one time actually in Shanghai where I did a workshop on description. She has really almost single-handedly put together a group of, of describers that work with movies, uh, work with live performance um, in Shanghai, China where it's really very new. Uh, so uh, bravo to her. And she's, uh, she's somebody we, could, we should keep an eye on, actually, because I think she's going to become a real leader in the field of description. Uh, Roy Samuelson is a little closer to home. Roy is a, a voice talent in Los Angeles. And um, I bet many of your listeners who are familiar with audio description on feature films, they'll recognize his voice right off the bat because he is the voice of a great many feature films that have audio description. Uh, so we have a feature on him as well uh, on the Audio Description Project uh, homepage. Um, Roy's uh, a real supporter of description. Uh, and he makes his living doing voice work, but um, he's a real devotee of the art, and um, uh, bravo to him for that. As we talked a little bit earlier, this year's ACB convention is just around the corner in That's Rochester, right. New York. That means the Auto Description Project is not only going to have the training, but also its own exciting events. What are some of the events? Well, we are. Um, you know, what we decided to do a number of years back, we, we sponsor a major convention uh, that is focused on audio description. We get people from all over the world come in. We decided it's a, it's a major event to program. We'll do it every other year. This year is an off year, if you will. Next year when uh, the council meets, it has its annual meeting. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me get rid of that, Brian. Telephone. <laughs> yeah, really. Telephones. Oh, boy. Um, this year, the audio description project is um, an off year for offering our major conference. Next year when ACB meets in Chicago in 2020, we'll have another of our uh, major audio description project conferences that have folks come from all over the world. This year, though, um, is, is great, though. It's still, we're going to have um, um, uh, one day, an afternoon, really, of several sessions on audio description topics that are near and dear specifically to folks that use audio description. Um, in the off years, we try to focus on ACB members themselves and, and provide information that they may want or need. It's, um, 
uh, as opposed to others who come to the conference uh, in the uh, other every other year when we have many describers there and producers of description, even voice talents. So this year on Tuesday, July 9th, for folks that will be attending the ACB conference in Rochester, when you sign up, you can also sign up to be part of those sessions uh, on Tuesday, July 9th. And they'll be focused on legislation that affects audio description, on um, how audio description is produced, on how audio, um, or rather audio description consumers can work with audio description producers as consultants, even voice talents. In fact, even uh, audio editors, some of the best audio editors I know are uh, people who are totally blind. So I would encourage uh, your listeners who uh, will be with us in Rochester to save that afternoon on Tuesday, July 9th and sign up for those sessions. That sounds good. These yeah. are the events. Let's hope everybody signs up. We got to talk about the Batty Contest. Oh, yes. Of Audio Description and Education Contest. Who won this year's contest? And tell us about his or her entry. Oh, my goodness. Great. Well, um, a young man from West Virginia named Xander Holstein was this year's grand prize winner. And uh, I am trying to remember. I don't have it in front of me here, but he wrote a marvelous essay about what made a particular video, I can't remember the name of the video, um, so alive for him. What made it accessible to him? Without audio description, he might not have even bothered with it. But it was great to hear from a, a youngster, just 11 years old, how audio description helped him enjoy the video. He could watch it along with uh, classmates who are sighted. And it really makes a difference for him. Not only that, it, it socially, of course, but not only that, it really, uh, I think description helps build literacy with young people who listen, all people who listen to description. You hear synonyms, you hear varied word choice, new vocabulary, similes. Um, I think it helps build that, that sense of literacy in anybody who's listening. So um, Xander Holstein, 11 years old from, uh, uh, I believe uh, he goes to the West Virginia State School for the Blind in Romney, West Virginia. Uh, he's our grand prize winner this year, but um, I, I hope your listeners will will stay in touch uh, with the uh, the website because we'll announce in probably in August or early September at the latest the next round of uh, the uh, Batty Conference, a contest rather Batty, which stands simply for Benefits of Audio Description in Education. We'll be looking at getting. Uh, uh, entries from kids, I think generally from around age 8 to 18. And um, we'll post that information right around the end of summer uh, on the ACB Audio Description Project website. Joel, thanks yeah. for coming on again and speaking out about audio description. I'm sure our listeners will be diving into some audio description and keeping themselves entertained and informed. That's great. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks. Thanks so much, Brian. You're very welcome. And before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. 
My new email address is speakout at acbradio.org, and my show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash four dash dash blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. Tired of the same old survival reality shows that aren't too real? <coughs> then join me, Brian McCallan, on Speaking Out for the Blind. I interview real famous and inspirational blind individuals and other specialists about a real wide variety of topics, providing you with real steps to achieve your dreams. Speaking Out for the Blind airs Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern and replays throughout the day on Thursdays on ACB Radio Mainstream. Happy listening! California, Florida, Iowa, Texas, guide dog users, students, IT professionals, government employees. The American Council of the Blind has members in all 50 states and is actively engaged in a wide variety of activities. We advocate for the education, employment, and social inclusion of all blind and visually impaired Americans. We publish a monthly magazine. We hold an annual conference and convention and operate a multi-channel internet radio station. Check us out at acb.org. Together, we can do anything.